Hello and welcome to Rhymes Against Humanity with Adam Brodsky. You get one guess who I am. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I know it's been a while, but we have a little bit of a, of a thing today. Uh, we're going to talk to the folks from the Philly Music Lab, and you're saying to yourself, what the fuck is the Philly Music Well, I'm glad you asked, because I will answer that question. Uh, uh, actually, I won't answer the question. I will ask more questions, which will lead to that answer. I had the uh, the three lovely folks from the Philly Music Lab, the Philly uh, the Philly Music Labradoodles, or whatever they want to call themselves, uh, came into the shop, and, uh, and we recorded a podcast, and we'll get to that in a second. But first, I want to say, this uh, episode... I was going to name this the Philly Music Lab episode of Rhymes Against Humanity, but instead it is the Fuck Bob Schieffer version. Actually, it was going to be called the Fuck Bob Schieffer edition, but now it's called the Fuck Bob Schieffer, and you know what? Fuck John Dickerson 2 edition, and I'll tell you why. Um, So, uh, two weeks ago... um Bob Schieffer retired from Face the Nation. Apparently, he had the job for 24 years. And I wasn't, I'm not much of a Face the Nation guy. I was more of a uh, meet the press guy, mostly because uh, I really liked and respected Tim Russick because he was, uh, what's the word, with the J journalist. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then, then uh, but so anyway, so I, I thought maybe I'll switch to Face the Nation because Bob Schieffer is retiring and John Dickerson, who hosts one of the, uh, the white people podcasts that I listen to on Slate, the Slate Political Gab Fest. And I thought, well, there seems a fairly reasonable guy. Maybe I'll maybe Face the Nation will become my new John. Well, here's the thing. So first, Bob Schieffer retires, and and I listened to Bob Schieffer's last show, and my attitude was basically, fuck you, Bob Schieffer, and I'll tell you why. Because he had on Jeb Bush. Now, Jeb Bush, as you know, is running for president, although he he claims he's not necessarily sure if he's running for president. He's just raising bajillions of dollars and coordinating with his super PAC. And Bob Schieffer asked him, uh, do you think that that is, uh, uh, that is at least against the spirit of the law? Let me Let me play the clip for you right now. Governor, let's uh, talk a little bit about politics. It's pretty obvious that you're running for president. You're going around the country. You're raising huge amounts of uh, money for your super PAC, uh, in addition to making all the traditional campaign stops everywhere. Watchdog groups and some of your opponents are saying you're really uh, maybe violating campaign laws and that uh, the attorney general ought to be investigating because they they point out that you can't raise money and and coordinate strategy uh, with these super PACs. uh, And once you declare as a candidate, uh, you can't do that anymore. Uh, do you think in some way you may be just at least violating the spirit of the law? Do you feel that uh, you have violated the no, law here? of course not. I would never do that. And um, I'm nearing the end of this journey of, of traveling and listening to people, garnering, trying to get a sense of whether my candidacy would be uh, viable or not. Uh, we're going to complete completely adhere to the law for sure. Look, politics is politics. There's always uh, people that are going to be carping on the sidelines. And should I be a candidate, and that will be in the relatively near future where that decision will be made, there will be no coordination at all with any super PAC. Now, you're not telling me that there is a possibility you may not run. I, I, look, I hope I hope I run, to be honest with you. I'd like to run, but I haven't made the decision. Well, what would have to happen between now and then to convince you not to run? Who knows? I've learned not to answer a lot of hypothetical questions. <laughs> You're probably going to run. I hope so. I hope, I hope I'm a candidate in the, in the near future. 
So uh, there you go. You heard him say. You heard uh, 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 Bob Schieffer ask the question, and then he answered, uh, uh, no, I'm not violating the spirit of the law. And he described exactly how he was violating the spirit of the law. And then Bob Schieffer, with all of his uh, hundred-plus years of journalistic integrity, uh, did not say, ask the simple follow-up question, Governor, how is that not violating the spirit of the law? You are doing things when you are clearly running for president, and you are doing things that will be illegal once you declare. How is that not violating the spirit? of the law. But Bob Schieffer doesn't ask that question. So Bob Schieffer can go crawl in a hole and fuck himself. I'm not even sure if he still has his job. Does he have, he might, like, I think he, he used to host the World News, the uh, the, the 630 World News tonight that that, that uh, only, you know, old people watch, like my dad watches. He's like, wait, wait, I got to get home 630. I got to see what the news, he waits for his news. So, uh, so I was like, you know what? Fuck Bob Schieffer because he can go rot because now we're going to get John Dickerson. He's a guy, like I said, he, uh, he he hosts the White People podcast I like. So John Dickerson's going to be better. Well, then John Dickerson's first week, he had on Chris Christie. And uh, let's see how that went. What I've been saying in New Jersey is that we can no longer incarcerate our way out of this problem, that we need to get treatment. This is a disease. And every life is precious, and we need to give people an opportunity to have the tools to be able to deal with their disease. No other disease do we say to folks, man, you know, you don't deserve treatment, that somehow it's a moral failing. This is a disease like anything else, and I think, quite frankly, the war on drugs has been a failure. And what we need to do now is to work on giving people the tools that we know we have available to us. We know how to help people. Let's do it, and let's stop spending money on incarcerating nonviolent people because they are drug addicted. Let's get them into treatment, and let's give them the tools to get better because every life we save is a, is, is a miracle. So there's Governor Christie giving his uh, answer, uh, uh, his progressive style answer on that uh, the war on drugs has been a failure. Okay, Governor Christie, so let's skip forward to another 30 seconds forward in this very same interview. You said marijuana is a gateway drug. If you were president, would you uh, return the federal prosecutions of, in the states like Colorado, Washington State? Yes. Go after it. So yes, sir. somebody's uh, enjoying that now in their state, if you're president, that's getting turned off. Correct. And uh, how are you going to win Colorado when you do that? Well, listen, I think there's probably a lot of people in Colorado who are not too thrilled with what's going on there right now. And uh, you know the way you win any state? You go out and you tell people the truth and you lay out your ideas and you either win or you lose. So right there in, uh, in the span of one minute in the same interview, he said, the war on drugs has been a failure. I will not continue the war on drugs except for when I continue the war on drugs because uh, it is working. So, um, so he says all that. Does John Dickerson, the brand new, the, 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 the white shining knight, does he ask the follow-up question? Governor Christie, how is that not a contradiction? How, how are you not, how is that not hypocrisy? How is not, I mean, Mitt Romney at least had the decency to say one thing on stage and then uh, uh, release a, a, a press release taking it back. Uh, 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 rescinding it. Th- this guy is just, he, he, he says the one thing and then he says the other thing and that's his job because he's a politician. But where the failing is, is with fuck John Dickerson, how can you not ask the follow-up question? So let me tell you about one more thing. That's uh, we'll put that uh, that that experience behind me, and let me ask you one more thing. Let me tell you one more thing. Um, if you are uh, hearing this podcast in the Philadelphia area before Friday the twelfth of uh, June, I advise you come to the Extreme Folk Festival this weekend, which is at the uh, Country Creek Creek Winery in Salford, PA, because I will be playing Friday night. Also, uh, Psychabilly and the uh, Full Frontal Folk Girls are playing also on Friday night. And there's lots of other great bands all weekend. I know that it is the fifteenth. 
15th X-Fest, the, uh, the festival that was sort of started on a joke, uh, uh, is now 15, uh, 15 years in, in and has outlasted the uh, XFL for which it was named by, I think, 14 years. Um, so anyway, so I am playing. I played the first one, and they asked me to come back to the 15th, and I'm very, very I'm pleased and flattered to do that. Uh, so you should come to uh, the Extreme Folk Scene Festival, to X-Fest. Uh, you can check out all the stuff you need to know about that at uh, uh, xfsmusic.org. Anyway, but uh, uh, that is all pre preamble, pre-preamble. There, I popped some peas for you. That is all preamble because what we have coming up next here is my interview with the Philly Music Labradoodles. I had, I was, it was fun as hell to sit down with them, and hopefully I asked all of the follow-up questions uh, to catch them in any and all hypocrisies uh, that they in which they are engaged. But uh, uh, I had a great time with them, and you're asking yourself, what the fuck's the Philly Music Lab? Well, so was I. That's why I had them into the studio. They explained it beautifully. It's probably something you should get involved in. Without further ado, here is the Rhymes Against Humanity uh, uh, interview with the Philly Music Labradoodles. Uh, I am here with the members of the Philly Music Lab. I'm happy to be here. This is sort of a uh, uh, sort of a mini podcast. Uh, here's what happened. I'm uh, looking through Facebook to just basically to see if anybody liked whatever the hell I had posted up there, and I was like, "What's wrong with you people? Look at it's a picture of me at a baseball game. How can how does this not have four thousand likes? <laughs> some Instagram, some suicide girl shows you her new tattoo, eighteen thousand likes. Me, I'm actually out of the game. Okay, well, so <laughs> exactly. So I look and I see a bunch of pictures from the Philly Music Lab of what an amazing kickoff party you guys had, which I'm assuming I was invited to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but like all those stupid, you know, every every you idiot. Your promotions folder, you know, you must have oh, missed that one. Well, thing, Google. Every stupid idiot, the, you know, invites, sends me a notification about their shitty gig at Burlap and Bean or whatever. <laughs> and and I love all my friends and their music is great. But I'm not going to read every goddamn, you know. Yeah. So unfortunately, I th- I see things the way with the way Facebook works is I see what a great time everyone had and the thing I should have gone to. <laughs> so you guys posted these amazing pictures, which uh, I'll put one or two in the show notes because you guys seemed like you were having a, like a great time at your kickoff, and I said kickoff of what? And since Dan is a close personal friend of mine. I said, come over to my house as soon as you can and tell me what the fuck is going on. <laughs> so, I assume, so first of all, let's have uh, introductions. You are? My name is Alexandra Kotler-Fetkevich. I'm the CEO and one of the founders of Philly Music Lab. Boom. I'm Dan Noshaney. I'm the CPO and one of the founders of Philly Music Lab. Chief Penis? Is it, you the only dude? It's the, well, yeah. Too. No. <laughs> okay. My name is Samantha Witchin, and I am the CCO Chief Creative Officer. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew where you were going. <laughs> this place rocks! <laughs> and oh, wait, I'm the only one with a legitimate title. I Everyone's doing the guessing. <laughs> and, and the third founder of Philly Music Lab. Okay, so you guys are uh, drinking beers or whatever at somebody's house or eating twee vegan cookies or whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. So you're, you're a vegan, Dan, right? No, no, I'm vegetarian. Vegetarian. Okay, good. Yeah. You're not yeah, free. No, no, please. Butter. Butter. <laughs> okay. And uh, you guys uh, suck on the meats if you have oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> as often as possible. <laughs> With the CCO over there. Yeah. Uh, and I just direct them. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, you, that's, how, that's how you like to play your game. I, I know girls like that. <laughs> okay, so you guys are sitting around. Tell me, how, tell me the, uh, the origin story here. So uh, a couple of years ago, I started thinking about how I could further my own career, how I could get my string arrangements out there into the world, and I realized that there was this big sort of lapse between my classical career and my non-classical career, and that there were lots and lots of musicians I knew, sort of, well, like Dan and Samantha, who I had been playing with a lot and performing with in different um, iterations, who also weren't being heard and who also didn't have an outlet for their, you know, creative 
um, you know, projects outside of their classical jobs. And I wanted to create some kind of way for us to come together in these different groups and promote each other's music, but I also wanted to find a way to uh, have my own thing, so to speak, or ha have uh, our own company that we could help these musicians get jobs, help ourselves get jobs, and help them find each other, because we, f we realize that in Philadelphia there's people know exactly where to find a good string quartet or a great jazz, jazz trio, but they don't know where to find Dan playing Radiohead on the accordion, they don't know where to find the Witchin Initiative, they don't know where to find our Johnny Cash band, and we, you know, sort of, we're working on all these individual projects ourselves, but so are all of our friends. So we wanted to find a way to, to create um, an organization that could help these non-classical musicians who really deserve a voice in Philadelphia. Okay, so, uh, um, so we were talking downstairs. It, the, thing that, the thing that caught my eye about this was that it seemed the perfect, uh, uh, this wonderful blend of art and altruism, where you guys seem to be doing, I mean, obviously... If this is your plan to get rich, I have sad news for you. <laughs> so obviously you're, you're being driven by something else other than that. Uh... Yeah, I think that we, as we started talking about it, uh, I remember we were just sitting around one night, Al and I were, and I was like, hey, you know, there are all these people doing these really cool projects, and they're just so siloed. They're, they're hanging out in their silo, working their project, and they probably have a couple people that they, you know, touch from time to time that's outside of their silo. But especially for... Um, Classical musicians who are, who are crossing genres and doing stuff, they often only get to meet people when they're on gigs. And there isn't really an infrastructure for those musicians to get to meet each other and really be like, oh, hey, you're working on this kind of crazy thing that I'm sort of working on too? Let's maybe join forces and okay. work on it together. Um, or, you know, that there are people that are looking to collaborate. This happens to me a lot because I'm a harpist, but people will be like, I have no idea where I would go to find a harpist that would help out on some, like, record or something like that, because, especially with harpists, they often get this reputation for being really stuck up and hard to get, hard to work with and hard to find, mm -hmm. because they're... <laughs> I'm sorry, but so do violinists. Yeah. Um, so, no. so I felt like there was this, like, lack of infrastructure for musicians to find one another, to collaborate on these things that they're, like, super excited about doing. Okay. Um, and, and we, we feel very strongly that if you need to find, you know, somebody like a string quartet to play at your wedding or, or some more established kind of genre for an event, you probably know where it can find that. Okay. It'll be a pretty easily. Um, or like, someone who can find Or someone who can find that. I know a guy who knows a guy. And we offer exactly. those things too, but we, we wanted to allow some of those musicians to, to, to get work on their other projects. And like what Sam was saying, we, we meet each other on gigs, and in fact, that's how many of us get more work. So we felt like that was sort of, you know, all of our connections with other musicians were sort of the, 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 the seed for how we could grow yeah. this. And, and also, the I think a lot of the established um, contracting services are designed to to keep musicians separated in a lot of ways. There's there's a whole hierarchy tier to it. There's an exclusivity tier to it as well that we as working musicians know. Go explain hierarchy and exclusivity tiers. Sure. Tiers. So I think a lot of um, a lot of contracting groups uh, or a lot of groups that hire musicians are like, you are a musician, you only work for us, and if you work for anyone else, then you're out, and we're going to get the next person in there. And that starts to pit musicians against each other as well, where, okay, I have to be really good here, and I have to I have to dislike this player over here because that's that person's not in the in the right. group. And we as musicians know that that's that's not that's not what we want to do. Like right. I, 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 it's a really uncomfortable situation to be put in. And so we find it a lot more useful if 
the, the work is out there. There's yeah. there's so many different options out there for musicians to, to play and so many venues and so many people who are looking for these different things. I, we feel like if we build that community and we connect the people together and don't make it this very, well, you can only work for us. You, you're a freelancing musician. You can... You, you have so many different opportunities to do these things. And, and you're talking not just about uh, uh, string quartets and people that play harps. Not talking at about all. Dickheads with guitars, too? Dickheads yeah. with guitars, yeah. Totally. Just to touch on what you said about hierarchy, I think what you were also meaning to say about that is that many organizations have a, a set roster that they must follow, that they're required to follow per their contracts with either their organization, uh, their administration, or with their musicians. And therefore, they must follow those rosters. We're in. Well, I'm, I'm, what do you mean in this the word roster? Um, I mean their list of musicians that they call upon to play work. Oh, so they, um, they must they so must go start this person. Well, they like they're... start with this person, work your way down. Well, I've gotten requests lately that have been from people saying, you know, we love these players. They're excellent players, but could you send some fresh faces our way, or you know, even with you All know right. classical work? But you know, we what Dan was saying plus what I'm saying are sort of the. The reason that we wanted to bring these people together is to give them more work where they may not be getting it um, in the organizations in which they already work, and also give these musicians a chance to realize that we all really just want to be working together to help each other get more work. So our roster, our group of musicians that we um, represent, so to speak, or that we want to help promote, is a, a huge gamut of different styles and different genres, um, people from all different kinds of backgrounds. At our, at our little kickoff party, for example, we had... Um, three featured acts um, doing short sets. One was Evan Corey Levine, who does, I, I would describe his music sort of as if Billie Holiday were a woman born 10 years earlier who sang more the blues style. This man's voice is just hauntingly incredible, and his, so is his playing. All right. A really unique sound. And then we had a tango band called the Media Lunas play, and they're mostly strings and acoustic instruments that... Um, were really fantastic playing traditional tango music. And then we had David Cope and Sarah B. Mueller. So David Cope is a singer and songwriter who also has backgrounds in jingles and pop music yeah. and you know lots of different styles of, of rock and pop. And you know we felt like those three were a good represent, representation of just a, a little slice of what our musicians have to offer. Okay, we intend so to offer different ones at each, at each happy hour that we have. <laughs> that we plan in the future, which will be many. Yes. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll check you, my notifications make, folder. You know, just to make sure you are invited to all of them. I have invited, <laughs> <laughs> including the last one. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, so the Philly Music Lab, uh, you, you, um, you're coordinating with musicians, obviously. Mm -hmm. Are you coordinating with uh, uh, bookers and venues as well? Yes. Um, do you, either of you? We're in the pro we're in the process of building those things. We yeah. we each have the different types of contacts through years of, mm -hmm. of working of these different people who have been instrumental in helping our careers and who have just gotten to know, got to know, got to know uh, over time. And uh, I feel like bringing those sort of things together too, like again, keep taking the different parts that are separate and bringing them together or show bring people to people's attention saying, okay, you know, well, uh, this person who you normally books just classical gigs, well, you, did you know that this person right here also has this amazing group that does this? And... So you see this on uh, um, when when it's a fully built thing, uh, some guy from uh, 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 the Kimmel Center will call and say, "I got a weird thing in a weird room around town. I need a I need a a, a four piece, but I don't want a classical string. I don't want just a string quartet." 
you Philly Music Lab guys, you, you guys can hook me up. And then you're like, I know exactly what you want. There's a guy who plays tin cans, only it sounds like Beethoven. We want to use our musical expertise uh, also to consult clients. And part of what we want to do is this contracting piece of it, obviously, but the consulting piece is also important. We come from, um, you know, different backgrounds and bring different skill sets. And like what you were asking about our connections in Philadelphia, like, for example, I mean, Samantha is really tied into various communities, the theater community, the sports community, the, the, the green community, all these different... How, how are you things. tied into the sports community, just curiously? Uh, so I used to play Ultimate Frisbee competitively. Um, and Nice! Uh, yeah, and <clears throat> so we, uh, I, have, so I have friends who have started the Major League Ultimate um, organization, okay. which is Professional Ultimate Frisbee. Right. Um, and so uh, they're involved with that, and I do some work from, for them on a for graphic design type stuff oh, okay. for them. Um, and then uh, my sister's also involved in the organization, too, from a social media perspective. Okay. So, so we've got, you know, Samantha doing a lot of our design work, a lot of our sort of visual and marketing materials. Um, and, you know, some of my background is, uh, in my family, lots of food service and catering people. So we have a lot of sort of connections in, in our in our personal lives that we, we believe are actually going to really help us grow this business. And there are people who have been sort of asking for this thing and waiting for us to be able to provide them with it. Okay. So, you know, we feel like we each are sort of, and we all come from a similar musical background. We all went to the Eastman School of Music together, and that's how we all met. Even though we went in different paths and to different schools after that, um, you know, winding up in Philadelphia where there's a great market for all of this kind of different music is is the perfect combination for us, I think. Where did you grow up, Alex? Do people Maniunk. call you Alex? Sure. Okay, good. I grew up in Maniunk. Oh, really? Okay. And I live right down the street from you. Oh, though. so like as a teenager, you would actually wander down the main street and yes. uh, you were that drunk teenager that was so annoying? Um, no, I wasn't the one smashing 40 bottles on the steps. That wasn't me. I was like the quiet <laughs> you one. Knew that. Okay. The you knew one. that guy. I knew that yeah. <laughs> I gave my hand job in seventh grade. <laughs> 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 and, and where did you grow up, Sam? Uh, about an hour north in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh, very cool. I was just in, uh, up in Allentown yesterday. I saw Iron Pigs. Oh, nice. So, and a friend of mine uh, who uh, was on the podcast earlier, uh, Aggie Ibrahimi, just uh, is teaching at... Um, 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 Moravian? Uh, no, 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 the other one. Muhlenberg. Muhlenberg. Yeah. With Muhlenberg, with the German name that's 40% Jewish. Yep. <laughs> who knew? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to get back. You know? Dan, you grew up around here, right? I grew up in Bucks County. Yeah, right. So just north of the city. Yeah, you and me. Yeah, yeah. That's right. We'll go Remind me, what high school did you go to? I went to Council Rock. Tenet? That's right. Tenet? Tenet yes. Yeah, right. yeah. We were just, oh, just one, <laughs> That's right. one degree. I, 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 my prom date was from was from Council Rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... My sister! <laughs> was you! <laughs> Tell your sister again, thank you. <laughs> she was so kind to me that night. <laughs> and I mean, I understand that it was years ago, but I'd like to do it again just to show how much better I got. <laughs> That's what we're about. Her husband doesn't mind. Yeah, yeah, make... <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's a weird happy hour. <laughs> My advice is come after happy hour. You don't want to see what's. The, you might want to miss the show. Okay, so um, so where is the uh, um, where do you guys get paid? That's a great question. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so there's a couple there's a couple components. First of all, um, I, I was kind of thinking about this when Samantha was talking about how she's connected in with the ultimate community, um, where she started out playing Ultimate, and then just started getting more involved in that scene, and then started getting more involved, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's, it's, it's trash day, so to my to my hundreds of thousands of listeners, they, they pick up my trash just like everyone else's. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we can hear the trash noise. There you go, Mr. Rotsky. <laughs> so, 
uh, in the way, same way that that she kind of met the, that uh, community or was just a part of. I like playing Ultimate, and then slowly started developing these different contacts in there and these different connections. Uh, that's a really and through that has gotten eventually work out of mm -hmm. that has been doing design work and part of this bigger project. I, I think that's just a really big part that we're keeping in mind. Uh, we're creating these connections now. We're creating this opportunity for musicians to see each to connect with each other, for people to know what's out there, and that in itself doesn't pay anything. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, We've started booking gigs already. Right, right. And but it, foster, it fosters the different connections that were that were that are going to eventually lead to oh, we want to form this sort of collaboration right there. So that, right. I mean, that's not really the goal. The goal is to make this soup, this laboratory, and see what happens, uh, and. There's just such amazing things that can have happened when you make these sort of connections. Right. But as Alex was saying, we are a, a contracting service as well. So we are. Alex has already booked uh, a number of gigs through Philly Music Lab, um, just because she's got such a great connection with so many of the classical players. Someone says, "I need a string quartet. I need this sort of thing." Or for example, need... Samantha and I, uh, we we booked. Uh, I booked us a wedding for next weekend, which we're playing no classical music. It's two violins and harp amplified and we're playing all 80s and 90s pop music. oh nice um and so you know the bride will be walking down the aisle to take my breath away by berlin right for example they came um, to my college right i wanted to meet them. i voted for meatloaf oh, <laughs> but you know we, we feel like as a contracting service we're actually um offering something that's pretty competitive we are paying we would we are in our structure for paying our musicians allows us to pay them more, still support our company, and still give the client a really competitive rate. Because if you start looking around online for how much things cost, you'll find that many, many groups are incredibly expensive. And we believe that a lot of that is due to the overhead that some of these businesses carry. In other words, they have office staff, they have an you know, they have a structure and administration to support that, uh, that requires them to charge a lot more. And since we're not at that stage yet, we're able to sort of give this incredibly competitive monetary thing to, to I love the idea offering. you guys selling violin gigs out of the back of your trunk. Yeah, totally. That's right. They fell off the truck. They fell off the truck. This yo, 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 amazing, who needs a quartet? This Carnegie Hall performer fell off the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> fell out of the back of our you know what? He's got nine fingers. He plays just as good as Yitzhak. Yitzhak <laughs> <laughs> Guts. You're not related to Yasha Brodsky, are you? I am not. No, no, I don't think so. You should find out. I, okay. I... I, I doubt it. He's never at the Satyrs. Well, he's been dead since 1996. He may be there. You, oh. I mean, you leave a cup out, don't you? Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> Yasha, Yasha, whoever. I, 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 my ignorance is, I don't know who the fuck that is. He uh, was one of the great master violin teachers and was my violin teacher, so I was curious. Oh, okay. a relationship. Do you know if he's related to Vadim Brodsky? I'm not sure about that. Vadim Brodsky, I'm not much of a, of a classical head. I know the yeah. basics. And Vadim Brodsky did a uh, put out a record of uh, Paganini uh, stuff. Very well could be. Yeah, and and it's it, you know it's Paganini, so it's it's right. like Jimmy fucking Hendrix, right? Pretty much. So you know, I mean, my, like I know very little about classical music, but that Paganini story, no, they, they said yes. that his violin was yeah. possessed, and he bought the one off the street and smashed it after he played the. I love that story. Is it? Please tell me it's true. Let's just say. It. Let's go. With it. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> it totally happened. And Salieri killed Mozart. Sure. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I heard they were pals. I just read that the other day yeah, that there was no big thing. It it's was, a great movie though. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Nipples of Venus, yeah. Okay, so um, 
so the Philly now so you guys don't have a you don't have a, a a space. There's no office. No, and one of the things that we're we've talked about since the beginning is that once we have a space, is um, that the third kind of arm of all of this will be to offer like education, um, so classes and and other sorts of things that our musicians are able to provide. Um, that maybe you wouldn't be able to get at a traditional music education venue. So right now, if you wanted to learn about, say, electronic music, or if you were interested in just getting your feet wet in, like, you know, Balkan music or some of the more right. kind of ethnic things, you would really be hard-pressed to find a class that you could take at one of the kind of larger music institutions around that that wouldn't... Mm. It, first of all, if you could find it to begin with, which would be probably pretty difficult, but second of all, that wouldn't require that you matriculate for an entire semester at the expense of hundreds, if not thousands right. of dollars. Um, but we're, what we're finding is that people want to be more participatory with the music experience. That is, people who aren't musicians want to learn a little bit more, get their feet wet. And in, we all have a background in education also, which in, helps us understand what people might Want. Yeah, okay. and and you know they want to learn more about the musical style. And By the way, that was a ridiculously pompous teacher thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> like the, my inner nine-year-old just in a little uh, bit went. Ugh. You can throw a spitball at me. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I want people to understand that we're not just saying we're going to teach people about Balkan music with no expertise. Right, right. We come from a background of of knowing about teaching yeah. and having done it well, for many, many years. And these will also be opportunities then for musicians that are part of Philly Music Lab too that have that particular expertise to then teach these, some of these classes as well. Mm -hmm. um, it wouldn't just be the three of us teaching. Right. Know, these, right. These which, is, which is a frustrating thing uh, that, you know, I was kind of seething a little bit as we were talking about this because I think about my own educational experience, which had so many great things, but then... Sam and I were just talking about this. Someone was talking about how to brand. I need help branding. So, so this, this is graphic designer. That I learned it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like, wow. I, if you why had didn't done a master's at Eastman, you would have gotten all of that. <laughs> uh, no, I'll I'm take not, your no, word. No, 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 <laughs> no, because what I focused in my master's there was the arts leadership classes, which helped me learn how to write a resume and a bio and help me how to brand myself and market myself and promote myself. But if you didn't take those classes, if you were an undergrad, it, you didn't get a lot of that because it's really traditional conservatory training. So we met, mo we had to learn most of that outside of school, even though I had those classes, you know, I still had to, we, we've come together and we've learned how to do that for ourselves as yeah. musicians. Okay. And, and, and I think for a know, lot of musicians, especially the ones that don't even necessarily have like a formal training like in Dicks school. Dicks with guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Dicks with guitars. They, um, no, <laughs> that's why they're in their silos. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't, they, you just don't learn that anywhere along the way. And so one of the tools that we'd like to have, like develop for these musicians is the, those entrepreneurial things. Yeah. Um, that allow them to take that information and run with it and, and get more gigs, you know, whether it's through Philly Music Lab or on their own, you know, those those kinds of... I, years ago, I thought to myself, uh, uh, you know, probably when I was around 35, I thought, I have learned so much, you know, I, I, I it, it took me 15 years to, to, to learn all this, and nobody fucking taught me. No. And And, you know, when I started playing open mics, I was playing next to guys, you know, signed to Columbia Records. It's like, well, this guy knows it. Yep. And I thought, <laughs> I could teach like a, a, a 100 and a 200 level class, 
And I could have saved myself, if I had taken that class, to save myself seven years. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that that story you just told is one that musicians tell over and over and mm -hmm. over again who have been out there for, you know, 15, 20 years, who have finally learned all of that information and are like, I wish I had somebody who told me this 15 or 20 years right. ago. Right, really, that yeah. hard. It's and not that much information that you had to spend 15 years to Wait, learn. Wait, so I shouldn't play the Tin Angel on Monday and the Kyber on Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> right next to each other? Mondays and Tuesdays are huge. So. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I was the headliner, <laughs> and I got 100% of the door. Uh, yay! <laughs> Winning, dude. Winning. Well, you were asking how are we going to make money, and sort of what we're talking about now l l leads to that also. You know, when, when people who have contracted me many, many times, and I get a good paycheck from them, I become loyal to them as a musician. If somebody asks me on a job that I'm there on their job... Where are you from? I give them that business card. Right. I, pr I help promote the business I know is going to give me more work. Hell yeah, yeah. So part of our goal is to try to get these musicians to like, sort of work with us and really sort of not be signed to some contract, some non-compete clause or anything like that, but just to say, you know, we're out there and will you help us promote ourselves? We want to give you work. Can you help us? create more work more, because yeah. the more work you help us create the more you will work right so that's sort of how we feel these musicians are going to help promote our business and help us grow also. all right well let's uh, let's role play which is always fun okay oh um french, so french, i french am the, the cheerleader right a french maid uh, i'm the wizard dwarf <laughs> <laughs> whoa oh, larpy. Really? I, got, I got weird real quick <laughs> <laughs> No, Dan, we're doing sex roleplay. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, no, yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. No, wizard, dwarf. who doesn't okay. go wizard dwarf? Magic <laughs> missile. <laughs> My name is Tripod. Left turn, left turn. So I am, uh, let's just assume, for, for in, in the fictional world, I'm a dickhead with a guitar. Right. And, uh, and I uh, uh, contact the fine folks at Philly Music Lab, and I say, all right, let's, let's work together. What, what are we doing? How, do, what, how do, tell me. I think step one would be we would like to come see you perform okay. somewhere or can you send us some recordings or can we, you know, how can we learn more about what you do? Um, is there anything unique that you're doing that you want us to know about? Like your own music, for example? I mean, we don't, we're not really focusing, let's say, on a cover band necessarily, but we may need cover bands, you know? Right. We may need those things mm -hmm. on, on our roster um, because we really want to offer everything we want to we want to offer anything a client calls us for. okay but how specifically like i'm like i want to get involved with this i want to okay, work so with you guys i'd love to get more work but i'm i'm i love what you're doing here's me and my stupid three chords and all my songs how, uh, how do we work together what what uh, uh show me like what how, what's next well definitely we want to hear you and then come up you should we want to bring you into the community of people that we're work that okay. we're working with one of the happy hours that we're going to be hosting or one of the events that we're going to be hosting. Not which necessarily, we yeah, which we're planning to do pretty like regularly. Yeah, but not so that we can get you up on stage right away, but so you can start to meet the different people who are there. Right. Uh, I mean, you, you as the dickhead with the guitar, or was it dick with the guitar, or dickhead? Dickhead. Yeah. Okay, we're going to <laughs> in my case. Yeah. I guess uh, I know the, the my friends call me bizarre world and power of the open mic. How the open mic, you know, is is this weird nexus where certain connections happen. It's where you cut your teeth on yeah. all those different things, on, on how you perform, on what you're creating, and it creates these bizarre 
No, sometimes not bizarre. Sometimes just regular opportunities. Like, oh, I heard you with this. Oh, I got to see you doing this. And just become build, becoming a part of that community is the first step of that. So come check out what we're doing with this. So I don't have to officially sign up and be on your no. roster? Oh, no. No, no, no. Okay, no. so there's no... However, okay. we would like to... You know, one of our goals for our website is that when we're all up and running and we have this sort of group of people that we've had this discussion with and that are really on board with working with us, we'd like to feature them all on our on our website by doing let's say a featured artist once per month. month of the month and we put you know we promote what shows they have coming up you know um whether they're ours or not uh you know we we put a little bio and their headshot on there and so you can go to the website at least say you know i want to check out who this person is and maybe they won't be the featured artist that month but they'll information will be there about okay. these uh, these musicians which which is further down the line and definitely not it's not like, oh, you want to be a part of this? You're on the list. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. but there's this is, a little bit more curated, we, but yeah. And we've curated many of these relationships over time as professionals already. And we, when we first started talking about this, one of our first conversations was about who is going to be on this roster. Who are the who are the groups that we right now already, without doing any further exploration, want to support? Right. And under all of that, you know, our groups were were under that category already, and that was already a, a, a starting point for us to have a need for this as a contracting and consulting business. But I do think we are concerned about what you're you're driving at, which is that we don't want to become this kind of exclusive, well, you have to know somebody to be kind no. of a part of this. So we, we do yeah. want to have an avenue for a new musician <laughs> to just call us up and say, hey... I'm doing this kind of stuff. Can I get involved? Right. Um, we want our musician and, friends to invite them to our happy hours too. Yeah. You know? Other people. But I do think that as a part <laughs> of that, we do also need to be aware of what our kind of market and niche is, which is that we've said that we really want to try to support people who are doing things that are kind of unique or genre yeah. crossing or something like that. So I, I think that there will be a little bit of a curation or gating factor there that if you're Absolutely. playing really blind, and, you know, covers of whatever, and that's that's all you do. You're probably not the right fit for Philly Music Lab um, in that kind of. No, a it's ironic though. No, my earnestness is actually turned inside out. Trust me. That James Taylor <laughs> spot on cover. <laughs> I'm seething. <laughs> Nobody so, gets it. So is James Taylor. Which is such poor English. And yes, they're from Carol yes. King, no less. And it's yes. on our license plates. Yes. yes, I know. They have grammatical error on <laughs> yeah. our license plates. But uh, it's better than some of the southern you know, Alabama, we dare defend our rights. <laughs> yeah. But it's not as good as the free or die! That's right. New Hampshire. That's and my when you think one. about that license plate made by inmates? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. I mean, does it still have, because that man in the mountain that fell, fell hard. Yeah. Yeah. I blame I blame the, the Vermont course. hippies. I, said, I actually had a show. They've actually been it, up there at night chipping away at it. Instead, I said, look, I don't want to, but I saw a bunch of Ben and Jerry's cartons up there. <laughs> I, I blame the quarters. That was the, the, the curse of they the They put quarters. it right on the quarter, yeah. They put yeah. it on the quarter, and right after That's that, it. fell down. Yeah, like they that put machine on the boardwalk where you put one in and it pushes all the other quarters. Oh, the, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I once actually about two years ago I just I just stumbled like time hop showed me the picture I played some stupid game in the arcade and hit the giant jackpot and won you know 75 feet of tickets <laughs> and, and I seriously some little kid was in there playing skee-ball with his mommy you know I'm just on a day trip and I'm like 
watch what a hero I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I handed this kid this giant stack, and, and his face lit up like it was Hanukkah. And oh. I don't mean to brag, but that little kid took those 5,000 tickets and bought and got a shot glass. It said Rat <laughs> City on it. So, another satisfied drinker. <laughs> yep. All right, so uh, Philly Music Lab, let me get uh, all of the, if, if anybody wants to get involved uh, in Philly Music Lab, first of all, if they are outside, since I'm a worldwide conglomerate, I got a listener in Sweden. Um, Ooh, nice. If, uh, uh, yes, I, I, I would like to think that he is a beautiful swimsuit model, but he is not. <laughs> yes, we do. Right. You're Clurg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love the Swicken Flurgy. I've got flurgy. one in my house. The Billy. Um, the Billy. I've got one of those, so, too. So, people, first of all, can regional people, w- would they have any use for you guys oh, if they're not from here? Definitely. Okay, sure. go on. Yeah, and one of our one of our goals is um, that at some point we might be able to expand, actually, into other areas of the um, United States and, and with this similar concept right. um it this is for us kind of a pilot to see how this goes and we have to learn a lot more about some of these other cities and what their dynamic is um they may already have an infrastructure similar to this but we we have the sense that there are other cities that could benefit yeah mm-hmm. but certainly regionally like within the delaware valley or even up to the lehigh valley and i think almost most of eastern pennsylvania we would say is, is so, part of our so region. if you're a musician doing something different mm-hmm. uh you should contact the philly music lab yep how? Um, so you can email any of us, um, and we can leave you with that. Yeah, I'll put that in the notes. Um, our website will be up. We have a placeholder page at the moment. Yeah, it's not doing much. In the next few weeks, I'm hoping. Okay. I'm, I'm the one responsible for that, so I'm going to cop to the no, fact no, that no. I haven't had time. We're the one responsible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so much love. I love to watch so they can they can find that at phillymusiclab.com and in, in, again in the next few weeks. Um, there is now a Facebook page as of this morning. Nice. Um, and we are on Twitter, Philly Music at Philly Music, Music Labs. At Philly Music Lab. Yep. Uh, uh, on Twitter. Yeah. And, okay. and and yes, the, the, I, I think we've gone back to this. There is this contracting consulting component, but we're really, really excited about the community component and that you don't have to be in Philadelphia to be, right. A, right. To be a part of it. We want to be gathering as many people as possible to show what people are doing. Oh, let's periscope these parties. That's, that's right. Yeah. 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 Totally. Well, I'm, I'm live tweeting them. We, nice. We, we <laughs> think that people are going to, I mean, we really are hopeful that people will be super impressed with the talent that we're putting out there and we are really proud of the group of musicians that we've put together and I think we're all really proud of this project just it's taken a lot of work but we're really um, excited to bring this to to Philly and bring it to maybe some other towns too hopefully and if uh, if, if I am uh, running a venue uh, in, in need of any music um, we would love to be your one-stop shop for all of your I'm gonna call the Philly Music Lab geeks. They're gonna hook me up. They'll give me whatever I need. An incredible array of talent. Scientists. 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 Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. We're music scientists. Uh, Give me. Let's give me all of your names and your preferred contact if people want to uh, uh, stalk you inter socially. Uh, um, so give me. Uh, uh, we're gonna close up here with Philly Music Lab. Give me, give me your name and a Twitter address, or how you want people if they wanted to reach you for stuff, or or not. You can say fuck that. Um, I'm Alexandra, and I can be reached at Alexandra at phillymusiclab.com, or you can also find me on Facebook. Okay. I'm Dan. You can find me at Dan at phillymusiclab.com. <laughs> Bump into Dan anywhere. Just I walk know. outside. That's also right. known as Tuba Dan. Tuba Dan. <laughs> By the way, Tuba Dan, yes. you are my first uh, 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 multiple orgasmer on the uh, on the. the Whoa! It's you're exciting. the first guy to come back that's exciting and this is apropos because i was thinking about this on the way over today you are the first person i ever recorded for oh nice uh 
my tuba. Uh, oh wow, yes, good. he played on, awesome. on on my last record on Civil Rights. He, he played tuba awesome. on this on this awesome tune. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, so, so Dan, you're the first guy back. Who was, I think you were like number seven. If I was just learning how these buttons work. I know. So. You, you are impressing me <laughs> so much right now. Your yeah, button, right. Button, button, button entry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on Facebook or Neon. I'm at Neon and Shy on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Various other places. So. All right, Dan Nosheni. Yeah, and you're like always at 30th Street Station playing on the porch. And yes, I got him. Yeah, and or in a polka band at Winterthur or wherever. <laughs> Lederhosen. Dan yes. owns his own Lederhosen. Which I, I, guess own, I own. Uh, seven much. pairs. Of you Lederhosen. own seven pairs of Lederhosen. No, I don't wear them all at once usually, but. Uh, <laughs> Wait. So if somebody Players. said, like Dan, I booked a, I booked an umpapa gig. Sadly. We have nothing to wear. You're like, come on over. Let's let's talk. Yeah, I'll get you all hooked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as you're all six feet three. <laughs> no, they're varying <laughs> sizes. Oh really? <laughs> You've got a war to closet. Yeah, if you run a polka band, you gotta have Philly enough later hosen. Can help you with anything. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Let me ask. Of your seven pairs of later hosen, are they all are they all later? Are they all leather? No, only one is later oh. because that was my initial right, one. Right, they're vegan hosen. Right, <laughs> <laughs> vegan hosen. That's no, wait. How do you um? How do you say vegetable in German? You don't. hosen there. hosen. Gemusa hosen sounds like a really gross sex act. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is. Do not look up gemusa hosen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Urban dictionary. Stay away. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, I've, I've played enough of the the polka gigs to know that there are no vegetables. Or there, I, I played one last weekend and I had uh, Polish people don't. We eat cabbage. That's that's. All I, I had my option of cucumber salad. Oh yeah. Or Beets. um. No, it wasn't even beets. What was the other? Oh, I could sauerkraut. have sauerkraut. No, okay. sauerkraut was mixed with uh, crap. There was corn. It was corn. Oh, okay. Corn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, That's great. Like, well, another cabbage form. It's, it's boy, my digestive system form. was doing amazing after that. Uh, <laughs> right. Especially oh, no kielbasa to soak it all up. Oh boy. Oh. Did, anyway. have, have you ever? You must have talked to old old uh, uh, vegetarians from the seventies, where they'd have to go to a restaurant and they'd get served like uh, a side of of, green, of, of lame peas. Yeah, and yeah. Say, yeah. We'll just mix all the sides together. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. You'll have this. Uh, those poor bastards. Yeah, those poor bastards. Needs delicious. And Sam, how can we get a hold of you? Yeah. So uh, my name is Samantha Witchin, and you can um, catch me at Samantha at PhillyMusicLab.com. Yeah. Um, or my Twitter handle is at Sam Witchin. That's two T's. <laughs> W-I-C-T-T-E-N? No, W-I-T-T-C-H-E-N. Okay, yeah. So it's like kitchen with a W and two T's. Nice. Kitchen with a W and two T's. You said that and before. So not like that. How mine many followers not. do you have with that catchy jingle? <laughs> <laughs> So in, in all seriousness, this is an inspiring thing. Like what you know, the, the way Permanent Records, my record label, started was it was more of a, a of a conglomerate, more of a confederacy. I would call it. Mm. I called yeah. it than, than a real profit making record label because what I wanted to do was bring together people who who make music that is a little different. Something's weird about it, and uh, and that you can't necessarily get a hold of. And and the concept was and still is uh, for all the uh, uh, I think there, now there's 13 artists that have recorded on Permanent Records. If you put out, if you like my music or one of the other musics, the chances are pretty good you're gonna like these other. So uh-huh. it's curated, uh-huh. you know, sort of the same yeah. way. Yeah. So yeah. It's a commonwealth. It, it's a commonwealth. Oh, I love it, go. Pennsylvania Not style. We don't have to go Confederacy. We'll go no. commonwealth. I like that. <laughs> Abolitionist motherfucker. So, uh, so anyway, uh, this has been this has been uh, Rhymes Against Humanity with Adam Brodsky. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna tack on. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll play outro music. I'll tack on one of your. You know what? We're gonna play heart music for the outro. So so you'll send me an MP3 of you. Uh, Tickling the the, the ivoryless ivories. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, phillymusiclab.org. 
Com. Dot com, straight up. Phillymusiclab.com. Please go there, but wait a couple of weeks till the website uh, doesn't look like it's from 1997. <laughs> Angel Fires backslash. Um, so anyway, phillymusiclab.com. Contact them if you're a venue, if you're a musician, if you just want to get in touch. And do you guys have a date for your next happy hour yet? No, we're going to talk about that next, as soon as we leave here. But we're thinking probably July or August yeah. time frame. Okay, so yeah. get on get on the mailing list and come out to that. I, I am really hoping to be at the next one. I want to get involved Do in this because I think this sounds, this sounds fun. It was very good to see you again, Dan. Yes. Very nice to meet your, uh, your lovely... Uh, ladies, yes, you know, I, I was, I, I almost, almost said these are your bitches, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm beyond that now. I would think, I think I'm the bitch. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is Alex and her bitches. Um, uh, so anyway, so thank you guys so much for coming by. Um, I, this has been Adam Brodsky, Rhymes Against Humanity, Philly Music Lab. It was a pleasure to learn about your about your thing. I wish you much success. And then uh, when you guys win your uh, your Philly Award or whatever they give out the uh, um, the Philly the key Music Award, when, when, when you get the key to the city, <laughs> I want you guys to let me in uh, 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 oh, City yeah. Hall, the observation deck. Of course, I want to be up course. there without the without no, the we'll security guards. So we'll, we'll have the key. Yeah, that's right. Excellent. All right. So thank you very much. Thanks a pleasure to meet you guys. Please, uh, uh, Philly Music Lab. And we are...